0: On previous episodes of Sexploration with Monica, we've talked about Tantra, deliberate orgasm, orgasmic meditation, even sacred BDSM. So we know that sex can be spiritual, but can sex be magic? How can you use sex to create more magic in your relationship and in your life? Quite literally, some mind-blowing stuff. This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is Sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. Now I know that they weren't talking about this in Sex Ed. All the spiritual experiences that you can have during sex... This couple, Dr. Janelle Alex and Rob Alex, started sexy challenges for people to deepen their relationship physically or even metaphysically. You can try some intimate adventures, everything from stuff that's really playful to stuff that's a sacred ritual. And they're going to tell you some astonishing and magical experiences that intentional sexuality has brought to them and really changed their lives. Rob and Janelle, welcome to Sex Exploration with Monica. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Monica.
0: You started Sexy Challenges for a very specific reason, and I would love for you to share that story because I think most people have never had this experience.
1: Right. Well, the very first reason I started Sexy Challenges was just I wanted to do something to help couples. But very quickly, my wife had given me an article about transcendental sex and how you could cross the veil, if you will, during orgasm. So I thought to myself, hmm, I need to pay attention to this, see if I can, you know, if this helps me any. So I started paying attention, and I realized I started seeing visions at the point of orgasm. the first one was like I was laying in the middle of this field looking up at these trees, great, big, tall, grand trees. So I didn't think anything about it. I thought, oh, that's nice. I don't know how that will play into everything, but I started getting these visions regularly during mm-hmm. our intimacy. Oh, it was a few months later, and Janelle was going to uh, California to a seminar for her grad school. And I decided that I would meet her out there, and we would spend a couple of days before we came home and just have some fun. Well, we got out there, and I had this great plan to take Janelle to go see the whales. She's always wanted to witness the whales out in the ocean, and I patting myself on the back. This is going to be a great experience. We get out there, and I present that to her, and she goes, you know, I really don't want to go see the whales. So I'm kind of deflated at that point. But she's like, I want to take you to see the Redwood Trees. I forget the name of it.
2: The- it's the Redwood Basin Forest. But it was an inner knowing for me. I knew we weren't supposed to go on a well-watching tour. And that's why I said we can't go. I just physically felt that in my body knew we weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm.
1: So I said, well, yeah, let's go see. I've always wanted to see the Redwood Trees. It's something that's on my bucket list, if you will. We get there and we venture out into the park. We aren't there more than five minutes, and I stop in my tracks, and I look up, and I witnessed the vision that I had seen previously. These emotions just flowed through me. I started, you know, tears starting coming from my eyes. It wasn't falling or anything, but it was uncontrollable. And I knew right then and there that there was something more to this and something that I needed to share
0: with people. Right. So you saw, as you were standing there in the Redwood Forest, the exact scene that you saw while you were having an orgasm weeks earlier.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And this is continuing to happen to you every time you have an orgasm with your wife. You see a vision, and then later on you'll see it again in real life. Well, I
1: haven't seen everyone, but I would say 70% of them I've seen. Oh, and there's interesting. not any rhyme or reason to them. It's not like I get the vision, then I see it the next couple of days. It might be months before I see that one and I might see one before that that I've had Uh it kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense in a linear fashion
0: right (laughs) well it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in a linear fashion anyway (laughs) I mean you know what I mean certainly yeah you're like seeing into the future and then what happens if you'd gone on the whale watching tour right I mean because you're like I really want to go on the whale watching because that's my gift to you (laughs) right
1: Yeah, no, good thing I didn't throw a fit about that.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I just read an article about the parts of our brains that turn off when we have an orgasm. We turn off reasoning and self-consciousness and the judgment parts of our brain turn off and other parts of our brain are lit up. And actually both for men and women. About the same parts of our brains are lit up during orgasm. So it's really interesting to hear your story and then kind of compare that. There's clearly something very interesting going on there. So tell me about Sexy Challenges and what this work brings to your marriage and what you're trying to bring to other people's marriages.
1: After I had this experience, I realized that a lot of people don't put the spiritual into their relationship, especially into their intimate relationship we both grew up in small Indiana town where the highlight of the week was going to church for most people. And I heard it so much that once you got married and once you had a family, your life was over, you know, sex stopped and everything just came to a grinding halt. You just rode out the rest of your existence.
0: Well, yeah, now you have and to be a real grown up and you have to have kids and it has to be hard mm-hmm. and you don't get to have good sex anymore. and blah.
1: Right. So my focus was, okay, how do we incorporate all of this? I don't want it just to be all spiritual. It's not like a very, I don't want it to be so serious that it can become a, a churchy type of thing, if you will. Right. But, I, you know, I want to put laughter, which I think is another key to the divine, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, orgasm and laughter are two that I think are very similar because in the midst of heavy laughter or an orgasm, you kind of lose control. So I want couples to enjoy this and know that it's more than
0: what they ever imagined.
1: Tell us about um,
0: some of the adventures that you're sending people on.
1: One of my favorites is called Become the Warrior. I did some research, and I found that some of the Native American tribes around here, before they would go into battle, would have a grand intimacy with their partner as a way to protect themselves and to give them extra power.
0: So they would have a ritual that was around sex that would be kind of a protection ritual?
1: Wow. And so I thought... Why can't we bring that today? No, we're not going out and fighting battles, most of us. But, you know, our lives are so full of things, and there are things we need protection from or that we would like to have some power as we go out and do. So why not incorporate this? So in this challenge, you actually feel like you're a warrior going into battle. You know, you have your partner put the um, war paint on you. You can go as far as download Native American drum beats on your iPod or to play in the background, mm-hmm. get some soft lights, some candle lights, and things like that, and really feel the park as you're going into this. And I know for us it was a very wonderful experience.
2: Well, we've had feedback as well on that particular one that others, you know, they, it is it's just a very powerful experience or scenario. There's lots of them, of course, but that is one that we've heard others say the same thing, that it happens to be a really powerful one.
0: Right, because it's the combined energy of the two of Mm -hmm. you and sex and all of that intention, you know, all of that intention to create sacredness and protection. Yes. So I imagine that the two of you, as a married couple, I mean, you guys have kids, right? Right. And so— His, hers, and ours. (laughs) Right. So it's kind of—I bet it's a lot of work. And a lot of people, you know, they really have trouble making time for intimacy— as they're raising a family. Is that something that you guys have had to really create space around? Absolutely. Yeah. We've had
2: um, times in our lives where Rob worked 90-plus hours a week, and I was putting in, gosh, at that point, probably close to 50 hours at the one business that we owned together. Mm-hmm. And I owned a dance studio at the time, and I was working on my undergraduate degree, and we had kids. Right,
0: so right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It took planning. Yeah.
0: One of the things that I'm just imagining about your relationship, since you have such a commitment to intimacy as you're, you know, working on sexychallenges.com, you actually have to test the challenges yourself. (laughs) Be like, is this going to (laughs) work? I want to see. We have to try this. Honey, it's date time.
1: (laughs) You know, and that gets get into all the trial and error because some things don't work and they're not the greatest. Right. So you're like, actually, I think I'm going to.
0: Yeah, right. Like instead of doing it like this, you really want to make sure you don't get any of that in your eye. (laughs) Janelle is there something that you guys have tried together that you know that was really fun and couldn't wait to blog about it later well actually because I edit them but (laughs) there's one coming up called let's swim to the moon Uh uh-huh
2: it's really I'm I have no doubt it will absolutely be one of my favorites because the moon is very very powerful and whether you even relate it to the sacred, which we do, but mm-hmm. just if you just think about it, it's a very romantic—just
0: being in the moonlight. Oh and yeah, you know, the moonlight, mo- moonlit stroll, and so when forth. When the moon so, hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. <laughs> Seriously, you know so and then, that is one that I right. I just have to say everybody keep your eyes out for because it's kind of your it's a really awesome one. Well, so is it about feminine energy or give us a little taste it's of really? about honoring the, each other, honoring your
2: partner. If you have the opportunity to do it near a body of water, obviously you need privacy. But if you can do it near a creek or a lake or the ocean, it's exceptionally powerful, and it's about letting the water run over your partner while being in the moonlight. And if you don't have that opportunity to be you know, outside doing that, You could just do that in your, you know, in your bathroom with your shower, having soaked up the moonlight outside and then enjoying this time together and and letting the water run over your partner's body and following the path of the water, you know, with the fingers and with whatever else. (laughs) Cool. And really honoring him or her and then taking turns and doing that. And whether you take each other to climax that way or whether you just use it completely only as foreplay and then move on to your normal intimacy. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just a really beautiful way mm-hmm. to pull the moon into it and to, to bring that sacred aspect mm-hmm. in and then afterwards get redressed or do whatever and go sit back and, and just kind of bask in the moonlight afterwards as well. And it's just a really cool experience.
0: Yeah. Cause it's all about intention. Like you don't really have, I mean, it's great if you can be near the ocean, you know, and have all that energy and power, you know, with you in your consciousness. But also like, even if that's just your intention to be a part of the ocean, real ritual, you only use mm-hmm. a tiny piece of something. So you don't really have to, you know, you don't really have to be near the ocean to ha- harness the power of the ocean because the ocean is inside of us.
2: Oh, absolutely. And you can have that ocean sounds or, you know, you can download those even and have those in the background or the the creek or the waterfall or something else to increase that imagery, you know, in your mind as well. Mm -hmm.
1: Each sexy challenge is built to where you can tailor it to your likes, dislikes, or if something doesn't work for you, they're very open as far as making adjustments and changes so that it fits for everybody and you can make it your own.
2: Literally everyone, because even though... Obviously, we're a married couple, we're heterosexual, we're monogamous, but we try to make sure that they are open to anyone, whether it's a heterosexual couple or a same-sex couple. That's important that we try to leave that open for Mm -hmm. others because it's still a blending of masculine and feminine energy, even if a same-sex couple. Yeah,
0: because we both, all of us, have both masculine and feminine inside of us. Yeah, it's cool that you guys acknowledge that because there are some some schools of thought, some branches of Tantra that really kind of get stuck in the gender binary and only Mm -hmm. men have masculine energy and only women have feminine energy. Can you imagine if you never got to be on top during sex or you never got to surrender and enjoy and relax the pleasure? (laughs) Yeah, if you get stuck believing that all men are only supposed to be like this and all women are only supposed to be like that, you miss out on all the possibilities. Exactly. So there are a bunch of disciplines where sexuality and spirituality intersect. Tantra, eye gazing, orgasmic meditation, sex magic, ritual sex. What have you two explored so far?
1: We've dabbled in a little bit of all of those. We have kind of tailored the sex magic to our own. We don't follow a ritual of a wicked nature or anything like that. We have a ceremony we have. That is based on intention and what we want our energy to do after we make love to each other. And the tantra we've kind of looked at, and there were some very nice parts like the eye gazing, right, mm-hmm. that you mentioned, but there were some other parts that just really didn't hit it off with us.
0: Well, that's kind of like any religion. You know, there's going to be parts of it that are really beautiful right. and really resonate with you, and then some parts of it you're like, yeah. That seems a little too dogmatic for me.
2: There's just so many things that really come into play for us. One of the other sexy challenges is, is it sexual meditation. Am I saying? Yeah. There's just all these different sexy challenges that Rob has written that they do. They encompass all these different pieces from a meditative experience with your partner to the stuff that is more tantra, to the metaphysical perspectives, to the you know, really, really physical perspective. Mm-hmm. So it, it really just kind of does. It just encompasses all of that and then yes, there's the piece of the manifestation through the sex magic that could be a little bit more Wiccan but you know it also comes from Celtic and all kinds of different areas. The things that have resonated with us and the things that have been given to us because we do have a spirit guide that comes through for us as a couple and there's just been direct information that's been shared with Rob and so there's things from that that we have been done at the request of him, if you will.
0: (laughs) Could you tell our listeners more about that for people who've never heard of a a guide before, a spiritual guide? Absolutely. Well, I have
2: had spirit guides myself and known their names for, I don't know, many, many years, quite a few decades. But when I was in graduate school part of what we studied with meditation and deeper aspects of transpersonal. So it's beyond the self. And so it gets into the spiritual. One of my degrees is in spiritual psychology. Hmm. And I had had a dream. There was a whole pack of wolves. And there was one in particular that just stood there and he stared at me. It was very intense. And I come out of this dream knowing that there was something very powerful about this particular wolf. And I was supposed to pay attention. Mind you, we were getting ready to have a dream presentation and so forth at our seminar. So some of my cohort, my classmates, we were discussing the dream with them. So I went into meditation that morning and I asked this wolf, I said, okay, who are you? What is your name? And I was given the name Kale. And throughout the next three, four days during our seminar, myself, one of my other good friends there, we just, consistently just over and over and over kept getting this confirmation kale just kept popping up in front of us someone would say it or we would see it written down somewhere and it was all in very ways that we wouldn't think would be normal so we're like wow we were just amazed it was just a neat thing to have Mm -hmm. it happen so I told Rob about kale and I don't know within a month or something or a few weeks kale started showing up in dreams for Rob and that's been almost two years ago now and Cale comes to Rob via, it, it's nighttime, but Rob doesn't consider them dreams. No,
1: I consider them, I call them visits because oh. it's like I'm in a half-conscious kind of state.
0: So like when you're falling yeah. asleep or something?
1: More like where I'm just getting ready to wake up.
2: More often than not, when he'll wake up, it's 3.33 in the morning.
0: Oh, right. Of course, that wait, when it all lines up, 3.33? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So the Numerology comes into play. Right. Well, it might as well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it feels like, you know, life tries to get you to be like, no, really, pay attention. No, really, pay attention. Hey, pay exactly. attention. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to send you a wolf. Ready? And yeah, what was- well,
2: and the things that have happened from that, I mean, we'll see. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I can't even begin to share all of the things that have happened, but he was at an event in Indianapolis at the convention center, and this big stuffed wolf like fell right in front of him, like a few months after all this was happening. And Cale doesn't come to me unless I do a shamanic journey or actually I can get in touch with him via meditation, but he doesn't come to me in dreams anymore. It was just that one time. Huh. It was just, it's just really fascinating. And the stuff, like I said, that he gives Rob is very detailed and it's just mind boggling to the human mind yeah. because it all has to do with the sensual and the sacred. And so that further confirmation for Rob and for me that we're supposed to be doing the work that we're doing.
0: That's really exciting. So you actually have like literal verbal conversations with Kale, Rob?
2: Yes,
1: I do. Most of the time we meet on this beach, it's a, what I call it, all my gray beach, because there's very little color on this beach. Mm-hmm. And I believe, and my feeling is that, so I pay attention to Kale when he presents himself to me. And the messages he gives me are very clear. I mean, it's not a a code or anything like that. He says you need to do this, you need to do that. Like what? Um, one thing that he has told us, told me is that we need to have intimacy so many times in a certain time frame. Really? And he tells me that. Yes. <gasps> he's like, he "Dude, if that, you do not that, do it 5
0: will... times this week, it's not going to work out."
1: Right. Well, and he <laughs> That's tells funny.
0: me
2: that.
1: Um usually when that happens, he's talking about opening a portal. And that intimacy will open a portal and something good will happen for us. And
0: right. that has happened. Yeah. Right. Because you're putting that amount of energy, because mm-hmm. every time you have sex, I mean, obviously you're, you're making energy, you're, you know, running sensual right. energy yeah. through your nervous system. And if you're yes. directing your energy from your sexuality in a conscious and spiritual way, sure, why couldn't you have some sort of meta effect, right? right. Yeah. And it, it, it's very fascinating. Because we
2: did we see then, like, oh, my gosh. You know, we just opened a new portal, I don't know, a month or so ago. And we were like, oh, my gosh, because all this stuff started happening and different things we've been invited to do and so forth. And, yeah, it's very interesting.
0: (laughs) And you mean stuff like real-life stuff, like you'll get an invitation to a conference where you get to do a workshop on sacred sexuality or something like that, right? Like Like, real-life stuff.
2: just probably a few days after the last time we opened a portal – I ended up meeting with a woman, and she asked me to start facilitating a group here uh, locally. So, and that's a, a monthly thing, and, and it's going to grow from there. So oh, that was fun. just one thing that happened.
0: But your sexy challenges are not only spiritual things. I mean, I saw that you had a foot pleasure. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was right. like foot fantasy or, or something like that. But, you know, like a foot massage thing.
1: Well, right. And it can all—every sexy challenge can be taken however you want it to. It can be purely pleasurable if that's what you're looking for. But even the uh, foot foreplay one, when you start looking into the reflexology in the foot and how it affects your body, and how it opens you up, so you can really take that in another in a more spiritual direction as you're going through that one.
2: But there are some that are very even just playful, and then of course if you get that playful with your partner, especially if you end up losing losing some clothes. You know, things can lead from one thing to another. So. <laughs> like what? Can you give me an example? Um, the one that comes to mind is called Super Soaker or Super Soakam. And it's kind of, you know, the whole idea of the the, water, the big super water gun fight. Right? Oh. But it's not with water, you would use baby oil. So it, it creates a very different
0: <laughs>
1: experience. <laughs> not a lot of friction in that one.
0: No. Right. Be careful doing that one. Gosh, there's all sorts of things that I would think about like do you put down a tarp do you do this yeah 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 tarps and towels and let's see baby oil so you would want to make sure that you were in a fluid bonded relationship because baby oil isn't condom safe but if you were either fluid bonded or you just made sure that you didn't get it involved genitally but you know where's the fun in that that's so funny
2: there's all kinds of things with that one that you do have to consider uh and I know that that's written into the challenge but it's being safe just physically so that you're not slipping and falling and you know (laughs) in your head or there's a lot of things to consider but it Um, can be a lot of fun
1: yeah i mean you know just like goggles you have to keep it out of your eyes
0: yeah right No, that's important and actually i remember because i tried something like that with olive oil and it was more Uh like just a lot of massage but we did put down First, we put down um, trash bags, and then we put down towels on top of the trash bags, and it was a lot of laundry, and the doorknobs and the banisters and everything was covered in oil, but it was so fun. (laughs) I mean, I would want every human being to try that at least once in their life, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Cool. Is there anything else that you guys want to share about Sexy Challenges? Because we also want to talk about Inward Oasis.
1: The big thing is we're getting ready to – I've just been working on 10 new sexy challenges that are going to be coming out. So it's going to be kind of a rush. They're going to come out rather quickly once we get them all done. It's more of a different way to experience this wonderful and passionate sexual experience with your lover.
0: Right. Well, and, you know, sometimes you kind of feel like, well, we've gone – to that restaurant on the corner 500 times. You know, I don't want to do the same date over and over, but, you know, maybe you're busy and you don't have time to think of what weird thing can we do? So I imagine you can go through the different titles and just see what resonates with you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: right. And even, I mean, we've even got a few. If you go to iTunes, you can find a couple of free issues there. And like I said, they're on the iBooks store. You can find them very easily by just searching, and you can get the free ones and see how you like them. And then it will start pulling up the other ones, and you can you can really pick and choose which ones just resonate with you by the title alone.
2: Yeah, because you can purchase those individually. They're all on iTunes individually as well as on what, Amazon for the Kindle and Barnes & Noble for the Nook. You can pick them up individually, or they're available. The first 50 are available in a compilation, which is, again, available on all those. Sources is digital, but then the compilation one is also available as a print book on Amazon.
0: Forgive me, I'm a little bit of an eye idiot because I don't have um whatever an eye thingy. But <laughs> so when you download it from iTunes, how do you read it? Do you just read it on your computer that way, or? Well, you can
1: read it on your computer if you have a device like an iPod, uh, iPod Touch, or an iPhone. You can read it, um, it on your You can your actually iPod. read it like a book on there.
0: Wow. Or your, iPad, oh, no, your of course. iPad, yes. Ah, okay, got it. Of course, you could write it on your yeah iPod. That makes sense. well, iPad makes sense. But I didn't even know you could read on your iPod. It's interesting.
1: If it's a if it's a touch iPod Touch, you can do that.
0: It's and the future. If you have
2: the iPod or iPad, you can actually download an application for the Kindle. You wouldn't have to own a Kindle. You could actually download stuff from Amazon. Uh, From the Kindle store and read it on your iPad or whatever as well. If you have that, if you download that application.
0: I love not having to have like paper books anymore because that way it's so much better for the environment and they're so much cheaper. And you know what I mean? Because your books are only like 99 cents. So it's not like.
1: Right. And you can carry around hundreds of thousands of them with you.
0: Right. On your iWidget, whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Uh (laughs) So let's talk about Inward Oasis. Janelle, I know that you started this project for women.
2: Yes. You know, as women, we are so, it's just ingrained in us, especially if the feminine part of us, that feminine energy is stronger. It's very ingrained in us to be the caretaker. And whether we're taking care of our children, our partner, or co-workers, or neighbors, we rush, 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 and busy, and and just doing everything for everyone else. And it's very easy to get disconnected from ourselves, from that truest, deepest part of us. And if we do try to take time for us, then we feel guilty. Right. I believe wholeheartedly that you have to take care of you and really be connected with who you truly are, or as I say, my blog is called Reconnect With Your Soul, because it's, it's that core essence of who you are. And when we do that and we're therefore when we do that, we're more rested, we have more patience, more physically as well as mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthier. And then our inner light shines brighter. When our light's shining brighter, guess what? We light up everybody that's around us, whether it's our kids or our partners, or the cashier at the grocery store. Well you and have just so, so much more energy. Becomes- easier and more enjoyable and all kinds of those things. And then we are more interested in having those social experiences with our partner.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Well, it's hard because if you feel like you didn't get to take a shower today because you were so busy picking up this person in the morning and then this person in the afternoon and, you know, you're managing often your own business and then something else, it can be really hard to make time for yourself, but it's so important because without that little burst of oxytocin and dopamine, you don't really want to help anybody. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know,
2: and, and I remember the days when I was doing, oh, you know, teen million things, not like I don't now, but but I'm speaking when our youngest child was under a year old, I don't know, a few months old. And, you know, I had to attend a couple of, I don't know, some committee I was on. And I'm like, oh, my God, put my hair in a ponytail because my kid has just fit up in it. And I don't have time to go take a shower. How gross is that? Right. <laughs> so you don't feel connected to yourself then. You just feel like I'm just mom and or I'm the taxi driver. And so we, we really do have to find those times, whether our kids are little whether they're teenagers or whether they're out out of the house, we've got to find time to get reconnected to us so then we can move forward and experience not only our own stuff, that we have our own amazing pieces of our life, but then, yes, the stuff that Rob is so passionate about, and I am too, but I mean, you know, those intimate times with your partner then.
0: Well, it's interesting because it seems like you guys are really kind of creating your own spiritual environment between each other, you know, kind of you're from different inspirational, you know, different kind of religious practices or different kind of spiritual Mm -hmm. practices. In a way, we all sort of do that. I mean, we all think, oh, that seems true, or I really like the Mary Magdalene. And, oh, that tantric practice really resonates with me. Do you think that that's something that you're doing intentionally in your work, or is that just something that's happened organically as you've been trying different things?
1: I think from my standpoint, that's what I encourage everybody to do, is to look at everything and take the bits and pieces that work for you and leave the stuff that does not away and create your own religion, your own spirituality, whatever you want to call it. Make it your own. That's what this is all about.
2: Because of being raised in a very... Christian environment, not my parents, not my home life, but the community we're raised in. So the prophetic dreams that I grew up having, the connection to my spirit guides, the past life memories, all that stuff that I've personally experienced during this lifetime was not accepted in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we were raised almost in the Bible Belt, and it wasn't acceptable there. So of course, the stuff that we do now You know, we have had definitely people that have gone, oh, you know, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to be your friend. I've unfriended you on Facebook, even though I used to be your family, you know, whatever.
0: Well, (laughs) they just couldn't handle that amount of questioning.
2: Yeah. And it's important to connect with what it is that resonates with you because who's to say, who's right, who's wrong. And I certainly don't believe that there's only one way. Right. Because I mean, my way is the only right way either.
0: (laughs) Well, for you. Yeah. Probably not for someone else. Right. Yeah. Right. right.
1: Even me and Janelle ourselves have differences in beliefs, and it's, and it's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: you know, it's acceptance of each other. You know, my truth is not her truth, and her truth is not my truth. So we experience
2: things differently.
0: Yeah. How do you guys deal with the not-so-sexy challenges, like arguing?
2: <laughs> I'm always right. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. one of the big
2: things that we One of the big things that we teach is to learn not have to always be right Right. that's one of our biggest things we like to see yeah
1: we like to say that there doesn't have to be a right wrong yeah both have our own truth
2: and I think Rob just said it exactly you know it's just because something he does or says I take it a certain way well guess what for me that is true and that is exactly how I feel about it and so he needs to say okay you know well, that's not what I meant or whatever and so we have come to that point where Usually, we can stop and say, okay, you know, it's not what I meant. Let's talk about it or whatever. I mean, we're not perfect at it. There's still times that I'm like, really? (laughs) That is not what I said. Back up. Right. And then we stop and we, okay, wait, let's look at this a minute.
1: Another important thing to realize is this isn't a fairy tale. It's not going to be all perfect. And if you think it's going to be perfect, you're crazy because you have to have the bad to experience the good or else you don't know what the good is.
0: Yeah, no, it's funny because oftentimes we're so busy trying to defend our rightness that we Mm -hmm. have to manufacture the other person being wrong. So do you know what I mean? It can be a real trap because obviously what would make any argument better is if you could see where the other person was coming from, if you could collaborate and solve the problem together but if you're so busy trying to make the other person wrong, it would be really difficult to come to any middle ground because the other person doesn't want to be wrong either, you know?
2: Right, and that's one of the. I think it was when I was studying uh, Dallas Principles. See, we have everything. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but looking at that, that was one of the things that said, "Okay, try this." When you encounter somebody that has a completely different opinion than you, doesn't have to be your partner or a disagreement, but just somebody, a coworker, I don't know, take a moment to go. Hmm. You know what? That's really interesting, and I want to see it from your perspective
1: mm-hmm.
2: because it's not
0: easy for any of us to do the human part of us. Because no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, the ego, right? Yeah. It's interesting because I think it's so important, especially in a relationship, because you are so intimate. Like other people, you can just be like, whatever. I don't need to. Right. <laughs> you don't need to really understand the deep inner workings of your coworker. Thank God. But you know, when you're in an intimate relationship with someone that's lasting your whole lifetime or 20 years or five years or whatever. I mean, you really get into the, you know, the vulnerable, deep inner perspective of someone. And if and if you can't allow two beliefs to just coexist peacefully, it's going to be really difficult to coexist peacefully.
2: One thing that you just said is about being able to be vulnerable or coming up against that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Because when we can become aware of our own vulnerabilities and be willing to show them to our partner. Mm-hmm. There is tremendous power in our vulnerability, which is a whole kind of a deep topic, one I love to talk about, but yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites. But it is, it's that trust with your partner that you can build from and knowing what makes you feel vulnerable as well, emotionally, you know, sexually, physically, any of those things. But knowing that and acknowledging it is very powerful.
0: Yeah, I was interviewing an orgasmic meditator that was also a sous chef at an erotic dinner and he was talking about how in his karate practice he realized that vulnerability was also about receptivity, not fighting yeah. against an energy and using energy to fight so that but instead just like going with that energy and then using his own intention and preferences, especially in karate. To deflect the energy rather than having to just push against it.
1: Oh, yes. Beautiful. Mm Yeah, I agree. Right. Beautiful.
0: And it's just interesting. Like, oftentimes we think, oh, vulnerability bad, you know? And he was in the military, right? And then Mm -hmm. to come to a place of like, oh, vulnerability equals receptivity equals good, you know? Mm Yeah. Yeah. I just love how, you know, sexual energy and consciousness, when you combine them, you can just create the most interesting transformations. Yeah, absolutely.
2: It is. It's just a whole different level that people don't recognize.
0: How do you think people who, you know, have a very strong Christian background or very strong Christian faith, how have they been interfacing with your work? Have they been able to use it and and see it in their own, you know, use it in their own way and just interpret everything in, in their own Christian viewpoint?
1: I don't know. I haven't got a lot of feedback from a very strong Christian faith. That doesn't mean they're not doing them, as most Christians probably would tell you. They probably sin behind closed doors, if you will, in their mind. They don't bring that stuff out into the open. So it's kind of hard. From the people that we knew back in Indiana when we were back there, it would be kind of hard for any of them to open up and speak this. You know, you know they're doing intimate things and having fun behind closed doors, but they're not going to bring it out into the open because that would just be wrong in their opinion.
0: So they might do the sexy challenges. There's different different levels of
2: Christianity and and different levels of belief or comfort, just as it is with anything else. But yeah, there's been a a couple of people that had been closer to me over the years. And then because of their Christian values, they were like, "Egad, I can't even, I don't want to talk to you. And it took months or a year before they were even comfortable being friendly towards me again just because, I'm like wow I'm like okay you know that's okay I'm I'm okay where I am <laughs>
0: right well it's you know. just about challenge and differentness mm-hmm. you know if yeah. you're super fervent you know sometimes it can be really difficult to come against someone who's like well actually there's a lot of different perspectives and we all have one yes. you know and then you're like no there's one truth ah you know and if you can't <laughs> right, handle right. that the two things being true at the same time deal then it can be really uncomfortable. You know, that's what's wonderful about relationships is then then you really start to realize, okay, really, the two of us are right. You know, we were both trying to do something good. We have the best of intentions, and we both see what just happened in a completely different way. And is that there's two truths here.
2: Yes. well, and I think that even when someone has an experience, whether it would be as powerful or mind-boggling as the stuff that Rob has had, because my experiences, my transcendental sexual experiences haven't been the same as his. Mine's more about you just kind of access the void. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's had the visions that he gets all the time as well as the past life experience during one um, intimate adventure, Mm whatever (laughs) you want to call it. But a lot of times when people come up against those, especially if they've had certain really rigid beliefs or no beliefs at all or the belief that nothing exists,
0: It can be very fearful even Hmm. to have this spiritual moment. If it shakes your worldview like something that you really thought was Mm -hmm. true, I mean, you could even convince yourself that it didn't happen. Right. And a lot of people do that.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Rob and Janelle, it's been so fun talking to you. I feel like we've talked about so many interesting things and I think we probably could go longer. But I definitely want people to be able to find dot inwardoasis.com, that's Janelle's work about healing and reconnecting with the self for women. Isn't that right, Janelle?
2: Yes. And it does have, because it's a virtual retreat, and then it also does have sacred sensual teaching, the highest level, the gold level.
0: And you guys have a blog for couples, the couplespot.blogspot.com? Yes, correct. What's the difference between that and the Sexy Challenges website?
1: Couple spot is more of your everyday life as a couple. You know, it can cover anything from your finances to maybe even a recipe to make sangria to some very sensual and sexual things too. It encompasses all aspects of your relationship, if you will.
0: Well, yeah, sometimes I feel like like I want to talk about everything, even though sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with sex. So like a recipe for sangria would be a good example there. (laughs)
1: Right, yes.
0: Cool. And then there's the sexychallenges.com where it's about intimacy, it's about relationships, and it's about the different intimate adventures. Yes. Well, thank you so much, guys.
1: All right. It was our pleasure. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thanks, Rob and Janelle, sexychallenges.com. Thanks for coming on Sexploration with Monica. All right. Thank thank you, Monica. You can subscribe to Sexploration with Monica on iTunes and have new episodes delivered automatically or download free podcasts at sexplorationwithmonica.com.